And now, from Grid Square Echo Mike 48, this is 100 Watts and a Wire. Well, hello and welcome to 100 Watts and a Wire. It's Christian. My call sign is Kilo Zero Sierra Tango Hotel. 100 Watts and a Wire features the intersection of life and amateur radio. So whatever's going on in your life, how it uh, all comes together, and how ham radio fits in. And we are a motley crew tonight. Um, well, you know, we record 6 o'clock Central Time and record it and stream it out live on the YouTube. So uh, you're welcome to always join us if you're listening to this for the first time. Whether you find us on Facebook, TikTok, or Discord, um, however you find us, that's where we're trying to uh, to meet you. Sidecar Steve is here, and oh Lord have mercy! This is one of those weekends, Steve. I I've had. Uh, oh yeah. It's just. I, but let's talk about you first, because um, it's like you've been fighting fires for like the last thirty six hours, right? I. What's oh, going yeah. on Easy. where you are? Fires, uh, traffic accidents. It's just been a. It's been a whirlwind. I. Uh, I haven't been hit by the bus. I've been run over by the bus. And then on top of it, they backed up to run me over again. So, uh, yeah, it's been a, uh, <laughs> it's these last uh, few days have just been a blur. So it's, uh, and I just got back here about 20 minutes ago uh, from another call. So it's just been just craziness and We've been down to single digits, and uh, you know how what water mm, and single wet, digits, ice, <laughs> wet, icy, <laughs> slipping and sliding everywhere. It's just been fun-filled. Well, night I mean, and day. look for the great people. There was an article you posted in Discord about the work you've been doing all weekend about the fire you talked about mm -hmm. over a million or more millions now of damage done where you are. How many? Seven up to seven, seven. million. It is Good estimated grief. at seven million right now at uh, the damage. Look, so, when you get yeah, people it, cleared from an accident, right here we go. This is the intersection of life and amateur radio. Steve is W seven UDI. By the way, I don't think I've mentioned that. Uh, I should say I've had a cocktail or two. Three thirty came uh, a little earlier than normal. I was like, I need it. But anyway, um, oh, I need it. when you get the people out and the damage has been done so badly that it's it's so bad and continuous is there a point where the firefighting team would say we just just you know we got to let it burn not let it burn so much but you know this is a kind of a wash here we're going to just contain it and how does that work when you get up to seven million dollars in damage well uh, when we got to this particular incident it was you know we had two large fully involved structures and uh at that point, it's uh, there's no point in going in and making the attack. It's uh, we don't want to risk our personnel and uh, cause other issues, so we just try to minimize the uh, the ongoing damage. So we protect exposures and uh, and go into what we call a defensive mode, where we just kind of, for the most part, surround and drown is what you end up doing but you fight it from the outside and uh you you know unfortunately you have to write off the structure or the building or whatever it is and then uh and then move on it's the same thing in uh in wildland fires so you just you make tactical decisions and uh, and move on and go from there so it's an evolving 
uh, scenario. It's our uh, our game plan changed so many times uh, uh, early Friday morning. It uh, to uh, because the scenario was changing, and it's just it was so fluid. It was it, it, it we we kept moving, and then the piece of the uh, you know the final piece was when the haystack went up and uh once that gets going there's nothing you can do there's not a <laughs> you can't put uh uh enough water on a haystack to put it out it's just you, that one you just let burn and it's still burning today and it's uh mm. three or four days later it's then you end up trying to tear it apart with an excavator and and then try to douse it out but other than that you just let it burn and it's a it's a lot of money involved and uh, businesses and people's livelihood that uh, that you know we deal with every day. So well, and your time and your your life and livelihood and everything is on the line when you go in to do this sort of stuff. So I know that people out there appreciate the work that you do, but you know you didn't get to the part where you were up all night, you know, for several nights in a row. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anyway, for those people out there in the Pacific Northwest and all the people who are firefighters, we uh, we thank you for doing what you do because not only do you have a normal job, a regular job job, then you've got this job that you've got where you are helping people mm-hmm. when you're not, you know, on your leisure time, you're out there trying to save uh, people's stuff. So there you go. Thank you, Steve. And uh Listen, uh, whether you're uh, new to Hammer E or you're just trying to find your people, I think finding your people is the most important thing in amateur radio itself. You know, that's why we've uh, kind of diversified where we've put content. We've got friends from TikTok and Facebook and, of course, Discord. Don't do a whole lot on Twitter. I kind of curate my news through Twitter, but I don't really use it for 100 uh, as much, but... We're here to try to provide you some good answers and uh, share with you our stories of success and failures along the line. And and uh, there's enough of that uh, going around. Uh, but first, before we get into my addiction of the weekend, let me bring in Scotty. Scotty is here. He's in Maryland. He's holding up the, literally holding up the East Coast. He's KC3BXN. And uh, how are you doing tonight, sir? Oh, hanging in there, hanging in there. Not uh, not as bad as uh, Steve's been doing, but uh, got to, got my own little world of problems happening. Um, both my brother and my sister-in-law have uh, tested positive for the the Rona, and uh, my mom lives with them in the uh, in the in-law suite down in the basement, and so uh, she's kind of isolated now. So I'll be needing to get her some some things throughout the week, some groceries and stuff. So I'll be uh, I'll be diving into that scenario. So that'll be. She's kind of close, but not very close, right? She's an hour away. Yeah, they live about an hour from where I'm at, a little town called Frederick, Maryland, which is out further out west in in Maryland. All right, we'll we'll try to give you an hour long podcast or something to listen to on the way out on your next trip, something like that. That you can do my trip. Well, thank you guys for coming in uh, here this weekend. uh, Has not been eventful in the way of life, kind of getting in the way. Uh, there's been an, a bit of an addiction, I could say. Steve has produced a video of how to make the sidecar double bazooka, and he started with the 20 meters, and it is going to be uh, shared first with members who are supporting the show. You'll get there, and I, I reviewed the video, and I'm like, oh, that's neat. And I'm thinking like, you know, oh, wow, that's an interesting shot. Wow. And, and I'm like, look at his wonderful, like, bench. 
And he's so freaking neat. Like he's putting, he's picking up the little pieces and putting them on the side. I'm like, I'm inspired by this. And I'm watching, like, what's he got now? And anyway, the the build becomes, it unfolds in front of you uh, of this double bazooka antenna. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to build this some of my bitch. And I'm like, I I think I got some stuff. And I grabbed whatever I had around here. Mm. Wire, a little weird thing here and there. And uh, I got addicted to it. I got to tell you, I've been in love with the double bazooka antenna. And tonight, or this episode, we're going to talk about our first ham station. So that's coming up. This is the portion where we talk about life. And it is amateur radio. But I've been addicted to other people's double bazookas now for several years. And I've pieced them out there. When I get one, I put it up like crazy man, put it up, and I just feel like something good is happening. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like an upgrade happened right out, you know. And so now I'm like, you know, you should try it. There's been this desperate fear of the center point of the antenna. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think I should be trying it. I don't think so. I don't know. But your video, Steve really uh pulled back the veil of the fear like it motivated Mm -hmm. me to actually get out and try it and so that was another thing i was like okay and now i'm addicted to it how much more of this coax do i have how much more of this do i have can i do another one what should i do 80 meter like you know Mm -hmm. and uh so that was a, a better part of my weekend early in the morning and then i would prep things in the nighttime when the kids went to bed i would prep prep out some stuff and i reviewed the video and i'm like yeah he did it like that okay go and do it like that so uh if you're a member of 100 watts and a wire uh you are going to be able to see that video i don't know who's dinging that could have been me don't worry about that it that was me that was, that was me. you not okay it. you you better you yeah. better not let them know you're around not it <laughs> not it wasn't who was it? it wasn't me it's okay i'm not tripping on that um if you are a member currently a member and you do that by going to buymeacoffee.com, and I've changed the exchange there in the link. Now it's buymeacoffee.com slash 100 watts, and it'll take you right to the page. You can buy a cup of coffee, or you could uh, become a, a member at whatever level. There's different things, and uh, membership have its, has its privileges, as they say. And uh, we're going to make Steve's video available to members Um of 100 watts and a wire and oops there you go let me get rid of that but uh, you it, it's pretty easy just go there and you can decide if you want to buy a cup of coffee three of them five of them whatever you want to do and uh click away there's a couple of different levels and your support goes directly back to uh, the show and it does help and i think you're going to enjoy this video and one of our friends mark uh, who likes to join the show you know, he's in the Discord. He's another guy on the East Coast in Maryland. He taught us all these invaluable things, like the most seediest uh, hotel room on the East Coast. You know, all, all these valuable bits of information that our members provide. He said, you know what? You should have Sidecar make a video and then send it to the members. And then we can build the antenna and maybe we'll build an extra one to donate for another month. So... I thought, well, that's a cool idea anyway. And Steve had plans to make this video anyway for a while. But uh, it exists now for the members. And I'll, we'll figure out a way. I'll probably just email a link or something like that and get it out there. Um, and that's good. And speaking of uh, the membership, I want to go ahead and thank some people because 
without you guys, uh, the costs are, you know, you just, it's just crazy. And I don't want to take any food off the family plate. So your help helps pay for these subscriptions and these different things that we have to do. Todd, November 3, Papa Kilo Juliet. John, KJ7ZMO, Dave, AI6, Oscar United. Tim, KC8, November Bravo Tango. James, Kilo Golf 5, Lima Tango, Lima. Uh, 8GRII8. And Pastor Joe, Whiskey Alpha 2, JOE. We thank you for your support of 100 Watts and Wire this week. All of you, if you're interested, you can get the link to Steve's videos and go crazy like I did um, over this wackadoodle antenna. <laughs> and it's not as hard as I thought, Steve. I I got to tell you, it's not no, as it's hard. Not. I got tripped up on some things. But talk about the build. I mean, you you lay it all out there, all your supplies. It's not big, clunky, and cumbersome. You know, I think... I think there's been a mental thing. There's been a, this is a good point. I think I should make it because um, after a decade in the game now, there were some things I heard early on that really kind of messed with my mind. And, you know, an antenna tuner being one. If you got, if you need an antenna tuner, antenna ain't jack. And I was like, I got to have resonant antennas, man. I got to be perfect. <laughs> Doesn't have to be perfect. So what you use, a, no. you, you know, there's all these kinds of things that we have and, and uh, the double bazooka has been one of these kind of like, oh, God, I don't know, man. These people at MIT designed this thing. And I'm watching Sidecar <laughs> make this video, and I know you've seen it probably now, Scotty. I'm like, oh, yeah. Steve could have gone to MIT. Like, he could have figured this out. Like, come on. Like, but talk about it, Steve, how the build is and what you think about it. Well, it's it's relatively straightforward. I mean, I was like you. I mean, I heard all these, oh, you know, the centerpiece is this and that. And it was uh, it was like, okay. And I, I haven't even seen the design of the antenna uh, in detail at, at the time. And so finally, uh, when I lost my cage dipole, it was like, okay, I got to, let's try this double bazooka. And then I just went and looked it up and uh, on online and found some designs out there. I was like, oh, well, geez, this looks pretty straightforward and simple. And then it was like you, I just found, you know, I just, all right, what do I have here in the shop? What do I got on hand that I can, you know, crank one of these things out? And uh, I go, okay, I got this, I got that, I got this, I got, okay, boom. And off I went and I just kind of, you know, rolled my own and, uh, and came up with it and then it's like okay how am i gonna in you know basically waterproof the uh, center section and did that and then i was all right what am i gonna do to add some support to this center section and i was like oh well i got this uh this dipole kit or this universal kit from dx engineering and it's like well perfect we'll go we'll go with that and uh <clears throat> and it was just one thing after another and then i added just uh kind of my spin on it and uh um I use a lot of heat shrink on stuff, so just heat shrink a few things. You don't have to. It's uh, that's the neat thing about it. It's you know this was my twist on it, and so the video I put together kind of showed you how I did it. But you have there's ideas or you know think about doing it other ways. There there is you know my way is not the right way. It's not the wrong way, but it's it's my way. And and uh, it's the sidecar and right? then go from there. But the 
<laughs> and basically, it was just to demystify the this magical double bazooka antenna, and it's not that hard. It's just uh, you know easy to put together, and, and away you go. And uh, and now I'm uh, toying with some ideas to where I'm going to come up with one that's going to be basically you don't need to solder. It's going to oh. be solderless. So I got a I have an idea. And uh, I just need to uh, need to develop it and uh, make a couple of prototypes, and then uh, just beat the garbage out of it and uh, see how well it's how well it works. And uh, so that that might be another video we'll uh, yeah. we'll introduce a uh, a solderless version, but you know, other than the connector. But I have some other ideas on that. Okay. Well. Um if you have a question, you are uh, welcome to put a cue in front of it, drop it into the chat here. We ask all our friends on TikTok, on Discord, on Facebook, who are listening to the podcast, join us 6 o'clock Central Time. On YouTube, when we do the live stream, you're welcome to uh, put your comments in. Now, Steve, I did get a little nutty, and I'm sure you got a nice uh, rotation of texts, right, that you were dealing with as you were dealing with the real world and fires. And I'm going to show this to our friends who are here watching. All right. So let me go over here. Now, see these little lines coming down the screen? Not the ones that are vertical. The ones that are horizontal. This had made me into a crazy person because when I switch over to other antennas, they didn't have these lines, right? Mm -hmm. And I could hear, like, you know, it was just they were making some noise. Let me bring it up. Um Sounds pretty normal. The signals were great. And, you know, the signal signals were doing fine. Everything was great. Everything sounded fine. The SWR, I'm, uh, on the one I built, I'm, uh, I'm one to three across the whole band, which, uh, again, isn't perfect. But look, look, this antenna wasn't perfect for me either. What's it was it? One my point, condition. It was 1.3 1. 1. to 1 across the band. Across the band, that, which is crazy That is good. basically I think, perfect. <laughs> I think it's pretty damn good, right? I, I'm like, cool, man. This is really cool. And when you're tuning back like a 20-meter antenna, you're dealing with three inches here. Like you may go mm -hmm. six, and six inches will define on each side where you really are. And then you're dealing with three inches on each side, and you're kind of – Pulling this in, and there was a point I got to Steve, and I said, you know, uh, I think I'm dealing with a f matter of fractions now. Like, I could probably find a sweeter spot, but ah, this is pretty effing good. And I was dancing. Like, I'm, I'm raising the roof. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, we did it. I cursed a couple times. But this thing was tripping me out here on the radio. These these uh, these uh, horizontal, horizontal lines. lines. Those are static crashes. They're just. I think that it sounds like static crash. Because see how it now look at the up on top of the right, uh, right. Mm -hmm. well at the bottom of the uh, the spectrum uh, portion. You see how the mm -hmm. it just it, the white kind of comes up. Those are just static crashes of some sort, and it's wide band, and then that just translates to the blue line across the uh, across the pan adapter there. I'm going to tell you so. what I did because I got nutty. I've got two other antennas that can do twenty. One is serving north to south. This one is serving mm -hmm. east to west. I'm in the middle of the country. I'm out here in the heartland, right? So I'm like, the other two aren't doing this, man. They're not really giving it to me. And I'm like, what's going on? What did I do? Did I not solder something correctly? Signal reports, everything, like signal strength is strong. 
the SWR is great. I'm like, maybe I did something wrong. And then I swapped out. Co at my hands effing hurt, y'all. My I messed around with this antenna. <laughs> I'm like gimped up. I'm like Fred Sanford right now. My hand I'm pulling this rope up and down, up and down. I'm like, what did I do? I changed out. I built a second double bazooka. This is how how easy Steve's build made it. I made a second one, put this one up there to try it, and it was doing the same thing, right? This these static crashes were coming through the nighttime too. And I'm like, this is just freaking me out. Like it's not on these other antennas. What did I do? <laughs> Son of a and Steve's firefighting for 48 hours straight. I'm like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I got I just suck at this. I'm messing then, up the build. Uh, I don't know what I did wrong. I'm deleting all these great videos I made. Like, stupid picture. Stupid <laughs> antenna. <laughs> so today I went out and I swapped the coax, right? I swapped out the coax. And the coax has been up for a long time. And I just took it out anyway. I got a slightly better SWR reading on this coax. I'm like, this is kind of wacky. But it's still doing these static crashes. And then it hits me, you guys. It hits me because, you know, 10 years is just 10 years. It's not 40, 45, 60 years in this thing. I switch over to 40 north to south that's serving east-west on all, all my other antennas. Wouldn't you know it? The same thing. 80 meters, it's doing the same shiz. 40 meters, it's in there doing the same thing. 160, I click over there and like, like I put in all this time and I'm like, oh, you know what? Everything that's facing this this direction, serving east to west, is mm -hmm. getting this happening across it. I felt like a huge dick. So part of me was like very happy, but other parts were like, what is wrong with you, idiot? So it didn't no, come without some sort This is the learning process. This totally. is how we learn. Speak we, about yeah, it. Yeah, we pull our hair out that we don't have any left and uh, and we just we figure it out and work our way through it and it's part of the learning process and uh, in life and uh it's uh it's awesome it's uh it was I'm glad uh you know you went through that and it, it and you'll remember it and now it's uh when when you mentor someone else it's going to be oh yeah oh i went through that before and uh uh and uh, that's what it is. And uh, I, I was looking for something. I there was a part of me I was just waiting around. I'm like, I'm gonna take this effing antenna down. Like when I didn't have the answer. I'm like, what did you do? Did you did you solder this right? Like, did you? I'm thinking back. I'm replaying it over. I'm like, did you do something wrong? I'm like, no, nah, the solder was all pretty pretty solid. You know, I I thought I did a good job, and I, like even better on the second one. That's the one that's up there and now. Yeah. Because I, w I did it once. There is a little trick. You got to get it, the position just right. And you'll see, members will see this video as soon as we can get it out to you guys. Um, you'll see it. It's so easy to do. Even a guy like me can figure it out. But that weird static crash thing, and I obsessed over it. But uh, we're okay now. I figured it out. And, so once Christian I, when... is, and Christian is texting me, and I'm, you know, I'm on 
you know, on this call. I can feel it. Like, here. F you, boy. These, F you. Periods of time where I have a little break and I'm reading. People are dying. Millions of dollars, you idiot. It's Whoa, that's not working, huh? Interesting. And I'm going, I can't be. That's fodder or this or that. It's working. Mark says his OCD. You know, that's the thing. I don't know if it was, but I thought, why am I seeing that? on only one antenna and then today i put this thing up and then i turned on the other two the one that is the windham that you sent to me and the other is just mm -hmm. a dipole and it's serving uh north and south which isn't a bigger you know east to west is kind of my money because i'm right in the middle it's kind of what i'm really focused on and as i was looking closely those static crashes were there but they were but just not as pronounced right and i'm like this thing has elevated you know it's it's a so big Go ahead. So one of the the one of the biggest benefits of the double bazooka, it's not going to give you any more gain than a dipole. It's if you think it's going to make you a, a better transmit antenna, throw that out with the bathwater because it it won't. It's just a dipole basically. But what it does, the benefit of the double bazooka that I've found, that it reduces your noise floor by two s units. It's just if you have a noise floor that's s three. Once you put this antenna, it's pretty consistent that it will drop your noise floor about about two two s units, uh, give or take. And right. um, and what you have seen is now the antenna is what everyone kind of calls the quieter antenna, and now you're going to be you're hearing s uh, weaker weaker signals, and now your radio is really going to start to sing. It's no different than a than a sky wave loop or full wave loop the double bazooka in in its simplistic term is a is a loop antenna with tuning stubs on the end that is basically what the antenna is and um and now you get to hear and you saw the difference between the windham and the double bazooka that the windham the static crashes were there but they were really really minute but when you go on the double bazooka, it was a little bit more pronounced because the antenna is a much quieter antenna. And uh, awesome. <laughs> I'm glad it's working. And that's uh, one sign of the antenna working uh, and, uh, and the low, you know, and the VSWR also. And that's the key. Oh, it's so great. And uh, I appreciate that video. Like, this is the one thing about Elmering, man. This show probably should have been called the Double Bazooka mentoring. Build. I probably should have, yeah. The mentoring, the mentoring teaching part is the hands-on stuff. This is exactly why I use YouTube. You know, we're a show. We talk about amateur radio. We have a good time. We build community. We encourage each other. And it's uh, accepting and opening. At least that's how I like to think of it. But when I dig into youtube it's to learn how to do things like this if i want to build a dipole this is the kind of video i think that can open people up to new things mm -hmm. and so i'm grateful for that uh our existing members will um be able to receive this so if you uh want to be a member check out buymeacoffee.com slash 100 watts look around see what works for you and uh, we'll make this video available for you and others to come. We've got ideas to come. And uh, so there you go. We're just trying to keep this community um, supported content uh, for you guys. 
And speaking of this, we talked about in November, members that joined up in November were going to get a sidecar, Steve, double bazooka, 20-meter antenna, and we're going to announce that winner uh, here tonight. The winner is Michael, November 1, X-Ray, X-Ray, Romeo. Uh, Michael, N1XXR, he uh, became a member in, I believe, November, but definitely during the time of November. And uh, so he's going to pick up the exclusive sidecar Steve W7UDI double bazooka, 20 meter antenna in the video. That's the, that's the build. So the oh, even the build that. So the only thing I haven't done with it, it's all built, is uh, throw it up on the, out, out between my towers and uh, give it a quick tune up. But uh, you know what, Michael? You get to do that. You get so, to do the tune-up, uh, and that's that's awesome. Yeah. And then you'll have the video if you want to try to make your own. The tuning of it, mm-hmm. I, I think it's fun. I, I sent uh, Steve a text, uh, hopefully before the fire started, because we were communicating early. I think it was Saturday morning. And I said to him, why can't this be a job? Like, I <laughs> love this. I love it. I'm in here. I'm Literally, I'm in here, and I've got an apron on. I've got the soldering gun. I've got a cigarette. I don't smoke. Just kidding. It's just you can imagine this is a workroom, right? It's a cigar. You got your bib on. It says, kiss the technician. And clipping, snippety, snippety. Did you have your coffee? Oh, I had coffee. I totally thought about that in the video. He says, you got to have your coffee. I'm like, some bitch, I got my coffee right here. What comes next? It was so much fun, the build. About 19-minute video. You put it up, and, you know, I think the tuning thing is that, you know, if you leave enough length on there for whoever, it's going to play differently. You know, I wasn't expecting a one-to-one. You know what I mean? At all. I was not. Because my situation's different. I'm not by a fence or anything like that with the noise. I'm out in the woods at least 150 feet, if not 200 feet away from anything. The only thing nearby is other antennas, and it's never been a thing. So this was all sun, atmospheric stuff. But, uh, yeah, tune it up for what you need it for. It'll be long enough for your situation, and if you got to wrap it back on itself, cool. You know what I mean? That's all good. But congratulations and, to uh, Michael, who's here tonight, by the way. So uh, welcome, and thank you for your support, Michael. We appreciate you. Congrats, Mike. Absolutely. Congratulations. Nice. All right. We got some other business to take care of, too, because people are like, what's going on? How are we going to know about stuff if y'all don't teach us? Uh, you'll figure it out. But let's talk about some history here. This week, we were just uh, lowercase g's back in this day, 1890. Edvard Branley, who was a French physicist, you've learned about him, I'm sure, coined the term radio conductor. It was the first use of the word radio. So we owe him a little bit because I love radio. So cool word, dude. Thank you, Mr. Branley. His work led to the invention of the first radio wave detection device, though the coherer. Variations of the coherer were the basis of early radio reception until 1907 when Steve was born, uh, when it was replaced by crystal detectors. We played with those when we played stickball out in the sandlots. <laughs> December 6, 1923, President Coolidge. That was your first election, wasn't it, Steve? No, I had to. Oh, it was, yeah, 1923, sure. His uh, President uh, Coolidge made his first presidential address on U.S. radio. Steve looks great. 
uh, for all these miles, for sure. He's only been up for about 60 hours straight. So better, we better tuck him in here before too long. 36 to 48 to 60, man. I just look over and I'm like, shoot, 72. Yeah, we're going to we're gonna whole damn month. He was just Do we fighting. got 96? Do I hear 96? I know you were up all night, though. I know you were do, You did an all, all-nighter and then you were back up and by the next afternoon I, I you had, were at I it again. I had a few periods of, you know, one or two hours and then back at it again, so... <laughs> All right. There must be no events going on now. The end of the year, nobody cares to do any events, right? Come on. What's going on? Wrong. Well, wrong. wrong. We do have uh-huh. a couple things going on. Uh, one of which I will be building a sidecar double bazooka with some uh, double bazooka. with some scrap uh, 75 on from the studio. Good stuff, too. It's double, double shielded, uh-huh. uh, tightly knit copper Ooh. braid. Ooh. Get ready to bleed. You're gonna, you're gonna gonna bleed. Fabulous. Um, We have the uh, December 10th and 11th next weekend. The ARRLD 10 meter contest. CW and Fountain is happening. Building the bazooka for uh, double bazooka for that. Hopefully with my brother if he's feeling better from Verona. Mm -hmm. Also uh, December 9th and 10th, the International Naval Contest. CW and single side band phone. Uh, International is sponsored this year by the Italian Naval Old Rhythmers Club. Hmm. Oh man, those are the the two uh, two events that are happening this coming weekend. All right, very good. In the in the ether waves. All right, we like to be computer to be community supported. Uh, We talked about buying me a coffee. Got a, a benefit, some benefits there already, but another benefit for the people who signed up in the month of November. Michael's here. He won a uh, sidecar original antenna, and maybe we'll do something for December to it to figure it out. We get this video circulated, I think. Other people may make two of them and maybe donate one, and hey, send it off. We'll give it away. If it doesn't work, and you know, whatever. We'll get a report on how it does. So, Michael, you might be on the hook when you get this up. Let's see how it's playing. Come on the show and talk about that sort of stuff. So you know how to do it now. All right. Let me... Uh, Let me bring that down here. This week, we're going to talk about our first radios, and I want to hear what you guys are working with. If you're in our chat here now, we're talking about your first radios, our first ham stations. And uh, Steve, we'll let uh, Seniority go first here in the in-house crew. Can you remember back then to your first first radio and maybe you could talk a little bit about what your goals were uh you know what what did you want to do radio antenna wise everything i I was a teenager i just uh like every teenager wide-eyed bushy-tailed we want to do it all i wanted to do everything and anything in the hobby but i didn't have the funds Mm -hmm. it was uh I only had a paper route money or something like that. And uh, it, and so I cobbled together, you know, a pretty basic station, uh, help from a neighbor. And uh, my first HF radio was an old military radio called an ARC-2. And it was a transceiver, big old clunky thing. And it was huge. And um, so in, at the house that I grew up, there was literally a shed out in the backyard and uh, it was the shack uh, it, uh, my dad said hey 
put your radio stuff out there and uh, set it all up. We had power out to that place, and uh, lo and behold, it was the true shack. And uh, it, uh, it was cold in the, in the wintertime, <laughs> but uh, it was kind of fun there. So uh, during my novice days, I used this Arc 2 to, you know, pound out CW, and then uh, eventually I got my technician license, and then... Uh, Kind of ventured over more into the two meter VHF UHF world, and uh, and then it just continued on there. But uh, yeah, an old an old military piece of equipment uh, uh, at the house and at the high school. When in our electronics class, we uh, we had an Arc Five, which is uh, just a transmitter and uh, forty meters uh, Arc Five, and uh, Someone donated us a an old uh, Heathkit Apache receiver, and this thing was huge. It was massive. But uh, between that, uh, the Arc Five, the Apache receiver, and a Dow key, and uh, and a J thirty eight straight key, at, uh, we went to town. So those were the two early stations that I got involved in uh, when I started back in Aut three. Yeah, look, I mean, like it, it was a whole different day. Did you think about mm-hmm. tubes? Like uh, keeping tubes on hand, you know, because I, I have the oh, yeah. vision in my mind that like you were blowing tubes all the time and where there was a risk of one. And I think about a kid with a paper route, um, like thinking about how precious each component of this radio was and not wanting to mess it up. Um, I mean, it was those that material was available, like the Arc 5s and Arc 2s and every and the components for it, because. You know, growing up in Pasadena, California, we had this great surplus place called CNH Surplus, and it just had everything. It uh, it was uh, a plethora of stuff. And then we had uh, Dow Radio, which was an electronics store up the road on Colorado Boulevard that was just fantastic. It was between CNH Surplus, Dow Radio, Rat Shack or Radio Shack, and Lafayette. Uh, radio which was all within a few miles of each other a kid on a bicycle on a saturday afternoon could you know hit all the stores and uh and you know we went to radio shack got our free batteries and then we went here and then uh, and if i needed components uh you got it from everywhere so i was really lucky on on getting stuff uh when it came to you know components but you know those arc fives and twos were pretty bulletproof and uh never really had any real issues with them you know back then scotty what about you what's your uh what was your first rig what was your first setup uh it was started off with a balfang uv5r um that i've talked about before um my first hf radio was a, a yesu ft uh, 450d um which i still have it's a when i I bracked it up and I take it. It's my portable rig, um, my poda or camping or going to uh, my brother's for field day sort of rig. So, and that was uh, being um, the situation where I live, uh, I, and I didn't really know too much about antennas at the time. I ended up with a, uh, a hamstick dipole um, hmm. on a microphone stand out on this little flat roof area that I have, and that was. Uh, that's what I blew up the uh, finals in the 450. <laughs> with, with oh, learning, uh, learning about uh, you know trying to tune things with too much power and poof. But that's you know, that's how I learned my lesson. Cool. <laughs> that was my first break. <laughs> All right, some folks are sharing theirs as well here in the chat. Thank you for uh, doing that as well. We've got some answers coming off of social real quick though. 
want to let you know that we've got a sponsor this week. If you're looking for a power solution, check out BioNO Power, offering the best lithium phosphate batteries for your ham radios. Visit BioNOPower.com. That's B-I-O-E-N-N-O Power.com. And of course, we want to be community supported. We thank BioNO Power for running with us at least a couple, three years maybe now. And they make some solid stuff. I'm always using that stuff when I'm portable, anytime I'm outside of the shack, and sometimes when I'm in the shack. Kick it. And uh, there's even more. Scotty, you got more information? Ham Fest must be finished. They must be eating Christmas cookies and hot dogs and the mix and uh, milk of magnesia. It's that time of year. <laughs> milk of magnesia. Reminds me of my grandmother. Um, there's one There's one Ham Fest that I came across. Tampa Bay Ham Fest in the West Central Florida ARRL Section Convention. Of course, it'd be in Florida. Right? Nice. Wow. Florida, yeah. Florida. They're December 9th. Nice. Yeah, they got it going on year round, ninths and tenths. Uh, a couple special event stations that you come across. We have uh, okay. WX3 MAS um, out of Nazareth, Pennsylvania, on December 8th through the 11th. Uh, December 2nd through the 12th, Pearl Harbor Day Commemoration Station. It's Whiskey 2 Whiskey, and that's from the National Electronics Museum here in lovely Linthicum, Maryland, right down the little bit 10 minutes down the road from me. Um, and uh, December 8th through the 11th, the, uh, the final moon landing of Apollo 17 Special Event Station. Kilo nice. five alpha out of Springdale, Arizona. So, well, good. Well, up? thank you. Thank you for that. And uh, I want to share some of the um, social media responses. My first rig, I've talked about it on the show quite a bit, was the Drake TR7. I did have some HTs, as Scotty has outlined, so I know that that's probably officially my first. I did save up for an ICOM something 92D, I think, because it had D-Star, and I put a lot of money into that thing, knowing that I wasn't quite ready for HF yet. But then I started building that, what they call a slush fund, and, uh, you know, I was robbing the liquor stores or whatever, and, you know, small holdups <laughs> and, you know, things things I could get away with, that kind of stuff. <laughs> and got myself a Drake TR7, and uh, it's been my girl. I got it. We got to do a night where we get on the... Uh, on the air with the old, old radios. Whatever old radio we've got, we should be running them. And the Drake's like, yeah, huh? I hear you talking, bitch, but you ain't even turned me on. <laughs> Exercise the things. I hear you tell all the kids. Exercise the things. My passes are all dried out now. Uh, you're going to have to get some <laughs> deoxit. You want me to go running, and then what? You're going to put power in me, too? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'd love a night. I'd love a night like that. Uh, heat up That'll the old fun. girl and, and get it on. But, uh, yeah. Some tubes to glow, too. Yeah. Uh, we could do it. We could do it. Um, we just have to pick the time and do it. Maybe around the holidays is, is good. Kind of get the old radios on if we could do that. Let's think about that. Excellent. We can try to do that. If you have a question, put a cue in front of it here. We've got questions lined up I want to get to. But I do want to share a couple of responses from our friends that were over on Facebook. Uh, James said his first radio was a, an Alinko DX10. It was 25-watt, 10-meter rig, uh, two 10-meter ham sticks set as a horizontal dipole, 20 feet in the air. Back nice. in uh, 2016. Uh, Fred says he had an FT-101ZD, the uh, MK3 with an MFJ. Mark III with a uh, 949B tuner, three-element 10-meter Yagi and 150 foot of random wire, and a Cushcraft R5. He's N2XK. That sounds like he thought about that. That that sounds like a rig, man. 
Uh, John says, Christmas of 1992, my parents bought me a Kenwood TH-28AHT. Shortly thereafter, I bought the speaker mic and made my first antenna 2-meter VHF using an SO239 coax flange from Radio Shack and a coat hanger. This allowed me to go portable or bass with the same radio. He's AC2, JK. Buddy says he got a Bofang, a UV5R. Uh, he got the uh, N9TAX roll-up hanging in a tree. He's Kilo 5, Mike Charlie Kilo. David, he says his first radio was a Yaesu FT212 mobile 2-meter and 2-meter copper J-pole antenna and a tape measure 3-element beam. Okay, and Neil those says... Those are cool antennas. <laughs> those little, yeah, those things you wouldn't think they'd work, but they do. They, they work really do. great. 1959, Neil got a Hammerlin receiver. That reminds me of my father. Thank you, Neil. He has a Hammerlin. I have it sitting here. It's beyond repair. He had a flood. And uh, it was, uh, it got the uh, the sign of the cross. What does what the priest do? Um, someone high up in the ham radio world was like, no, that's, that's now... That's now a paperweight. Like, okay. He was like, you could buy a totally refinished one for about $130. I was like, okay. I'm just going to keep it, though. You know, it was my dad. I'll keep it around. He's like, you can't fix that. But, uh, yeah, Hammerlin receiver uh, and a homemade uh, transmitter. Uh, Crystal-controlled 6V6 oscillator into a 40-meter dipole. Lived in Biloxi and worked a station in New Orleans. Best contact in my 63 years as a ham. He's Whiskey nice. Zero Papa, Mike Lima. So there you go. I want to get to uh, some of our questions. Thank you all for that, though. If you have questions and you want us to get to them, you can read all of these replies. Our first radio's house special. Please share this information when you check into the Sunday um, 100 Watts in a Wire net at 7 o'clock Central Time. Let the guys know what you are running Ask them what they were running, what they're running today. And it's a good conversation, I think. Uh, we have a couple of questions, and we can start with the ones we have here. James says, this week I'm going to be, uh, let's see, reimage my 2013 Mac Air. What program should I install to run FT8? He's Kilo Golf 5 Lima Tango Lima. By the way, you're 5'9". Woo! Anybody got an answer for uh, a Mac? Uh, you guys are both Mac guys. Sure, Scotty, yeah, Scotty. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. a Mac guy. I'm, and uh-huh. I'm running a WS uh, JTX, um, right, you know, the, the legit program for AT, uh, FT8 around my 2010 MacBook Pro. Oh, you got running, to work uh, on that. I, OS, I, I tried uh, El Capitan, to... OS 10, was it, 10, 12, uh, 10, 13, high Sierra. i talk to you about that. Yeah. I, uh, that, uh, I, I tried putting working, it on working a... Rate, working fine. 2011 uh, MacBook Pro and it it didn't want to fly and my 2011 uh, Air and it didn't want to fly so I just figured really? there was something I didn't do right but no uh, I have it yeah, running it on my 2010 MacBook Pro running yeah an old OS is OS 10 I want to say 1012 El Capitan or that 1013 I can't remember yeah, but yeah well, it's, see, I'm running it's a working. newer version so maybe that's the problem so the, yeah, I think cool. you might have to go with more of a sort of a legacy version. Uh, also, uh, has something to do with the way that the allocates. There's a weird memory allocation thing that you got to type in in terminal to do some run some command to get it to allocate uh, memory for uh, FT8. But uh, but I have it working. Um, Sweet. You can hit me up privately uh, on the Discord. Cool. I will be happy to to give you uh, give you some uh, some some insights into that. I'll dig up 
fire up the machine and see what I'm doing make, to make it work. I don't really remember. But I got a question. It can oh, be done. Ahead. Steve, with that thing, when I was obsessing over the uh, static crashes, as you can see. Uh-huh. Um, there I, I, yeah, I mean, they're there. You can see they're, they're coming. Mm-hmm. Now, if I would have screwed up this antenna, or I would not have soldered it properly, there would have been other issues, right? Like the SWR, yeah. Yeah, it would have SW, just not. The SWR would have been off the charts. Uh, um, you probably wouldn't, uh, it wouldn't be hearing or, you know, you wouldn't be receiving as well as you are now. Okay. So there, there would be other issues, but SWR would be the, uh, the first one as you swept it, uh, you would have seen that it's like, Hey, this is not, uh, resonating and, uh, where you expected it to be. So, okay. So I, I was uh, thinking like, if I would have butchered this thing and, and, and messed up the soldering, <laughs> I would have known something, but the signal reports guys were 20 over. I'm like, man, it sounds great. It's louder than everything else. Anyway, uh, not to harp on that, but a little, uh, I guess, OCD. Somebody who said that might be right. I don't know. Another question from Greg. You built it in the wintertime. I uh, I put that bitch up 21 degrees. I'm like, I'm going out there. I look like the Michelin man. I'm like (laughs) pulling these ropes. Like, Actually, I probably did not have enough on, but, you know, my hands were sore, and I'm gripping, and I'm like, wear gloves, children. Everybody wear gloves when you can. But when I tie off, I gotta I gotta take them off because I can't. I need to be able to feel that rope. Anywho, uh, Greg has a question for this build here. Do you use regular heat shrink or the glue lined stuff? I, I use regular. Just uh, I've used the glue lined stuff, but uh, I don't have any, and so it, I just have lots of the standard uh, heat shrink. I've got to get the small stuff. I've got the bigger stuff that you would heat shrink over, like a coax connector, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I need that stuff that can go over, like, 14-gauge wire, like that, the uh, coax-to-wire thing that you did on the build. Um, that's the kind um, of stuff I you need. You can also buy. do multi-step. So you can uh, have, like, a small one that kind of comes up the wire and uh, covers partial partial of the connection, and then... Uh, mm-hmm. And then have your larger piece uh, come down, and then it just you kind of stair step it. So it, you just kind of use what you got and uh, run from there. All right. And and you don't need a lot of you know exotic tools, as you saw. It was uh, oh, pretty great. basic. I loved it. I'm addicted to it now. I'm like I got to <laughs> find more of this coax. I know I have it around here, but I've got chunked out pieces of coax that I've pulled out of service, and I don't know. I got to test them. You know, they're kinked up. I'm like, I don't know, man. But I'm like, ah, I'm addicted to building this stuff. And once you get to building things, you know how it can be. Now I need 16 yeah. of them, so I'm going to try to build one too. And maybe in the month of December, if not December, January, we'll figure out something to give away. Um, we don't have to give something away every month to members. It's just a cool thing, but. Maybe a current member will see this video. Once we send it out, you'll make two and offer one up for the next month. I don't know. Just an idea. Or pass it, yeah. pass it along to a new ham that pass uh, comes it on, around. In, in your, I'm stoked. And I have something to use this, all this high-quality 75-ohm coax around the studio that we used to mm-hmm. use for, uh, for uh, clock signals for, all the, for, the, <sighs> for the house sync, for the black burst, for the color sync in the video. There's, there's miles of this stuff that's just abandoned above hey, Studio B. Hey, can you maybe like, give me like about uh, something to 100, do? 150 feet? Can you give me about 200 feet? I got my feet. Yeah. Hey, man, can you give me about 200 feet? I got a box. It's, it's, so when, I'm when not you sure. make your 160-meter uh, <laughs> antenna, I think the coax length's like 174 feet I or should something tr- like I that. should try. Okay, so I'm going to need 
500 feet or something like that. Dynamite! <laughs> yeah, he agreed to it. Ishmael has a question. Is uh, there a video for the double bazooka build uh, that Steve did? Yes, the sidecar Steve build uh, will be released to our members uh, first as a member uh, type of privilege. Hopefully they'll get to building. And at some point we'll leak it out, you know, like, an, uh, like a, a master of the Beatles recording. Or throw it up you know. on YouTube or something. We'll put it out at some point. I think it'll be a very popular one, but we're going to let our members, uh, current members, get first cracks at it uh, for uh, the support. We appreciate you like that. All right, we got another question to go to here in the book, and uh, here it comes. What's the best, uh, best coax to use on 2 meters and 440? Marvin would like to know. Oh, <laughs> uh, as far as, so a lot will depend. Uh, when we're dealing with uh, two meters, four forty, is how long is your run going to be, Marvin? And uh, but if it's going to be under uh, <laughs> a, uh, under a hundred feet or something like that, the LMR four hundred is more than adequate. So once you start getting into long runs, now you have to start thinking about uh, like heliax and uh, and. Uh, but if you want, you know, super low loss and you're talking about five-eighths, uh, uh, seven-eighths inch hard line or, or inch and five-eighths, I mean, but that's big, expensive stuff. But This uh, is for so just your... sexy. You're saying all these sexy things. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but for your standard, you know, uh, station Here at your is. house and at home, your just LMR 400 is I want you adequate. to call me. <laughs> Heliax. Heliax. <laughs> oh, my name is Heliax, girl. Okay. Uh, it's just such a great word. Next question. Budget of $100. Antenna analyzer or a good watt meter? Philip wants to know how you would spend 100 ducats. I would go with the watt meter because that's your hmm. super basic uh, simple tool. It um, if it has a forward and reverse, there's your SWR, and um, it's good to have a uh, a watt meter. That's uh, like having your DVM. It's it's the basics, and um, an analyzer is great. But you know what? With an analyzer, you can only see what the uh, the VSWR of an antenna. But with a watt meter, you can. You can uh, see how much power your radio is putting out. You can see how much power is coming back. You can uh, figure it out. Uh, there's formulas on how to determine what the VSWR is. But uh, basically, here's two numbers to remember. 10% um, <clears throat> and 25% is reflected power. So if it's 10%, it's 2 to 1. Is, uh, so, if it's so if you're putting 100 watts forward, you got 10 watts back. It's basically two to one. If you have 100 watts forward and you have 25 watts coming back, then that is three to one. So, so 10% and 25%. Those are the two numbers. As uh, remember those, and if it's below 10%, then you're below t uh, um, two to one. And with a with a uh, analyzer, you you can you'll get that with the you know, testing the antenna, but with the watt meter, you can monitor the, uh, your, uh, BSWR all the time. So, and it's a, uh, a basic test 
piece of test equipment. You know, ideally both Philip, but you know, start with the watt meter and then uh, and then go with an analyzer later. All right. Well, thank you for that question. Uh, another number to remember: eight six seven five three zero nine two zero three zero nine. Yeah. Is that 309? 8675-309. 309. See, you got to remember it. No wonder she never answered. <laughs> so many years. So many years. 8675-309. Damn. Oh, well. Oh, I've, took, I've held it all this time. Art's here. He's got a question. I have 64 feet of NFED. How tight should the wire be? Art's talking about when he ties it off. Oh, you want to go for a high C or you want to go for a low D? No, no, no. no. Keep it loose. <laughs> if you make it tight, I'll well, guarantee it will snap. Especially if it's, uh, if I it's got tied to a tree or something like feet. that. <laughs> Too tight! But... Uh, don't don't get too hung up on it. Oh, it has to be flat or anything. There, if there's a bow and everything, I'll allow it to be there. Give it uh, some flexibility, and uh, because if you get it banjo string tight, it will break. All right, I think we have time for another one here. Uh, is it possible to have different noise floors on two different radios? Tony wants to know. There's a bit yeah. of a backstory. Maybe I can fill you in real quick. He was at a son's house or his brother's house, and uh, you know he he just had the two different radios, same antenna, plugged it in. They both had mm -hmm. two different noise floors. He was wondering if a radio was actually on the on the fritz or whatever. Yeah. So a receiver generates internal noise. So our receivers they they're called super heterodyne receivers basically they they mix an oscillator to mix down to and you'll probably hear a term if or intermediate frequency so depending on the receiver what bands you are there's going to be one or two ifs in a receiver so like a two meter radio uhf radio will have basically two um ifs so they'll have either like a 10.7 or 11.7 would be the first uh IF or the first oscillator offset, so you get a a 10.7 or 11.7, depending on the receiver design. But not all, you know, it's not that all um, all receivers. And then it will go back down to 455 kilohertz, so that will be another one. And the way they achieve that is that you have an oscillator, you have a mixer, and then this the this signal coming in is mixed with the oscillator, and then you get a pro you get some products so a uh, a sum, a difference, and then the original two frequencies. Well, that mixing process, there's noise generated. That's one stage. Your your low-level amplifier stages, the front end of the radio has these low-level um, amplifiers, and uh, they generate noise. Your IF stages generate noise. So depending on the radio, some radios will have a little bit more inherent noise versus another one. And then uh, then you might have some other, you know, IMD products. But uh, but for the basics is, yes, you, will, you can have two different radios which have two different noise floors because it's just the nature of the, of the radio design and the, pro and the components that they're using and how old they are because capacitors age. Scotty made a comment about, you know, you know, capacitors drying out and as older radios have components that 
they will dry out, namely capacitors, and uh, so that changes, you know, how circuitry works. So that that that's in a nutshell. All right. Well, cool. I can tell Scotty is uh, curious. We've got some gremlins creeping around our audio VR signal tonight. He's looking around like, what the hell is it? It's a fly getting ready to. It's like a fly getting ready to. drying out. Getting ready to land in the potato salad. He's like, what the hell? Get that thing. Get it. What is it? What is it? Turn things down. I'm watching meters. I'm like, who's going to. Yeah, I don't know where that poppy is coming from, but you know, the guys and myself, we've worked a lot this week. Life is definitely squeezing it out of us as we head to the end of the year so we're going to rest <laughs> the horses and uh we'll join the net we'll listen to the net as it's in progress tonight and uh, we will bid farewell to our podcast listening audience we'd like to know what you're struggling with what topics you'd like us to discuss we always pick something general and then fill in the parts with life and what things have been going on we've got real issues scotty with his family dealing with the uh the Ronahan and fires going on and wearing a good man out. So, and this is another week, boy. This week's going to be something else around the workplace for me too. And I think once we get over this hump, we'll be ready for uh, some vacation time moving in. So another good strong week. I hope you guys have a great one, and hopefully this gets you to your next destination safely. Uh, we appreciate your support uh, and listening uh, to us. Go work the guys. If you're here in the room, go find the guys uh, on the Discord. It'll be posted in Facebook, but that's still going to happen here. And our podcast listeners, we appreciate you. 73 to Steve, thank you for giving me a new addiction. I have uh, i don't know, man. I don't even want to look at the miles I spent running in and out of this house looking at meters and, and half an inch here, put, half uh, an inch there. See how many steps you've done. <laughs> I swear to God, there was a moment where I'm like, yeah, let me pull it back six inches. And I went back out like... Yep, got to go back out three inches. Just give it three inches. And I'm like, this is like my freaking prom night. Just three, 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 is it? Just give me three. Can I give you just three? How about the tip? How about a high five? All right. That's it. Uh, no, uh, nothing. Uh, damn. 73, Steve, rest up, man. I hope you uh, have a great Seven, one. 73. Oh, yeah. And uh, Scotty, I hope everything works out. Keep your mom safe. And uh, I'm sure your strong brother and sister-in-law will be fine chasing those goats and chickens around. Yeah, yeah I think it'll be good. And I'm looking forward to taking a toke off my first double bazooka later this oh, week. Oh, nice. nice. It's addictive, man. I'm going to make another one, but i got to find some more supplies. Y'all be good. Take double, care of yourself. Double bazooka junkie. Ah. Oh, man. 7-3, y'all. <laughs> be good. Take care. To join the 100 Watts in a Wire community, visit 100wattsinawire.com.